Hello and welcome to In the Days of Noor with me, Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related and social issues, Islamic-related topics and social issues. So today, what I want to talk about is about marriage, feminism, a couple of different things that are sparked by an article and video that I recently Watch. So the guy that made the video is Paul Joseph Watson, and he made a video responding to this article. And so I'm basically going to take some of the points that he made, as well as the points in this article, and share my thoughts and, of course, bring in an Islamic perspective as well. So this article was written in July 2015, so not too long ago. And... I think the idea of it is fascinating and sad. And I'm also going to bring in a psychological point of view because just when I read it, I just, you know, I kind of thought about this man and his state and and what's really happening in this marriage. Anyway, the beginning of the article almost tells you all you need to know. It's a relatively short article in the New York Times magazine. So he begins like this. As I write this, my children are asleep in their room. Loretta Lynn is on the stereo, and my wife is out on a date with a man named Paolo. It's her second date this week, her fourth this month so far. If it goes like the others, she'll come home in the middle of the night, crawl into bed beside me, and tell me about how she and Paolo had sex. I won't explode with anger or seethe with resentment. I'll tell her it's a hot story, and I'm glad she had fun. It's hot because she's excited, and I'm glad because I'm a feminist. So, (laughs) what a bizarre beginning, right? And it's funny because when I was looking at the comments under the video in response to this by Paul Joseph Watson... Then one of the comments said, oh, this isn't satire. (laughs) So apparently they thought the article was satire, but it clearly is not. It's in the New York Times magazine. Unless they're playing a joke on us, it's being portrayed as a perfectly legitimate story. It was written by Michael Sonmore. And so I'm just going to read a couple more bits just to give you a little bit more context. Uh, a few paragraphs down, she he says, Feminism always comes back to sex, even when we're talking about everything else. The point isn't that all women should be sexual adventurers. Celibacy is a valid expression of sexuality as prof- uh, profligacy. Not too sure what that one means, that word. The point is that it should be women who choose, not men. Even the men they're married to. For my wife, the choice between honoring our vows... And fulfilling her desires was a false choice, another trap. She knew how deep our love was and knew that her wanting a variety of sexual experiences as we traveled through life together would not diminish or disrupt that love. It took me about six months, many long, intense conversations, and an ocean of red wine before I knew it too. When my wife told me she wanted to open our marriage and take take other lovers, She wasn't rejecting me. She was embracing herself. When I understood that, I finally understood feminism. And then I'll just read you a bit from the very end. This is in the last paragraph. My open marriage has made made heavy demands on my ability to silence the voice of doubt in my head. 
the gnawing feeling of worthlessness, but I find I can meet those demands and that I am able to build my self-confidence out of nothing more than the basic dignity we all possess. I am grateful to my wife for pushing us to take this leap, and whatever happens to us in the future, I would do it all again. And when she comes home tonight and crawls into bed beside me with a hot story about her date with Paulo, she'll do it all again, too. So first, just from a sort of psychological point of view, as I shared with you guys before, then I have a MA in psychology from Columbia. And so I do look at stories sometimes from a psychological point of view. So just looking at this man before getting into the wider picture, I just think about him and really just think how sad, how incredibly sad. Um, One of my thoughts was that he seriously needs to quote-unquote man up and tell his wife that marriage is about monogamy and that actually she does have to make a choice between exploring different sexual experiences with different people and being in a marriage with him and that he has to have some standards for himself that he's not going to allow his wife to run around with other men while he sits at home waiting for her that he has to have some dignity, and that she may say that she wants this, but you may be surprised. Of course, I don't know 100% that this would be the case, but I would not be surprised if if he took a strong stand and said, that is not what I signed up for, that is not what I believe marriage is about, that is not what I want, I won't accept this from you, You are my wife. I'm not going to let you be around with other men. This is unacceptable. He may be surprised at that level of masculinity and power and standing up for the sanctity of his marriage may bring his wife back to him. And she may rethink her desire to be in different uh, sexual relationships. So sometimes you really need to ask yourself, what is the person really asking from me especially in relationships so many things can go unsaid and just because someone is asking for something and it seems to be something very clear and literal and that doesn't always mean that's what they want it and the reasons that they give may not really be the reasons I would say that they should go to a psychologist and explore what's going on before taking A step like this. Now, of course, if they're not religious, I suppose they can um, make whatever excuses they want for themselves. This is the new way forward. This is feminism. This is whatever. But I think before any of that, even for their own sake and for his own sake, to go to a counselor, to someone they trust, even if they just did it between each other and really spoke about what in the world is going on in the marriage that there may be a different outcome. He said that um, she wanted to experience different sexual encounters with different uh, people. He should want to know why she feels she can't express that within the marriage. Um, There are so many variabilities. And then the last one, just on the personal side of their personal relationship that he did, you know, make public and share with the world that women in general, and this is scientifically, we 
attach emotion with sex much more often than men do. So for him to really think that she is going to go out and sleep with different men and continuously come home to him, he's kidding himself. And I would not be surprised, and he shouldn't be either, if either Paulo or whoever else she decides to leave him for, that she wants, that maybe she's actually crying out for someone who is more masculine. Maybe she's actually crying out for someone to say, no, the answer is no, you can't do this. It's kind of like a child who um, wants to do various different things, but in the best interest of that child, then you tell them, no, you can't do this. Um, and in marriage, sometimes I think that, and it can be the man sometimes, it can be the woman sometimes, has to take the place of the adult. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be like this. But unfortunately, I think there are times in a marriage where one person has to be more of an adult than the other and stand up for the marriage and stand up for the kids and say, you know what, your behavior is out of control. Your behavior is unacceptable. And that is not what marriage is. And I am going to stand up for the sanctity of marriage, even if that means you don't get your desires or even if it means the marriage ends. You can't really control if someone wants to leave a marriage. But if she is in this marriage, he should feel like he can demand. Um, in the essay that he said um, that women get to choose, not men. Just going to see if I can find that quote. Okay, I can't. I can't pinpoint it, but I read it to you guys at the at the top of this podcast that women get to choose, not men, is something that he said about um, obviously how he feels his philosophy on the world and then clued in by feminism or his version of feminism. And I think that is a big issue. And it's something that is... Um, a constant issue that I find with feminism, and I don't want to make this podcast about feminism because I, I just don't, but um, one of the things that I dislike about feminism is that it does sometimes pit the genders against each other, and men and women inherently need each other. Even our bodies are made to um, align together for the continuation of the human race. I mean, how, how much more needy can you get than God made us that way? Um, so I think that to say that women get to choose men don't or the, the conversation in women's bodies and the freedom to do as a woman uh, wants with her body, I think it's really not... I don't like that framework and it's not to say that men have control over women's bodies or women should have control over men's bodies, but that in a relationship, both parties should get a say as to what happens in their marriage. And it's, excuse me, I said this was in the New York Times magazine. It's in New York magazine, excuse me. And I'll leave the link below. So I don't think it. he should look at it as, oh, it's her body. She can do what she wants with her body. It is not. It is not 
no one has that level of autonomy. No one, and we've been fed this kind of false ideology, not just feminism, but just in our society, that as long as I'm not hurting anyone else, it's my body, my life, I can do whatever I want. But it, the world doesn't work that way. It never does. Anything and everything that we do affects someone else, affects the world in every way. Sometimes the effect is very small and sometimes it's very large. And when you're in a relationship with someone, you can't just say, I'm just going to do whatever I want with my body. Because how, how if that's your principle, that you're an individual and you have autonomy, how far can you really take that principle? Can she do whatever she wants with the kids? Can she leave and go on vacation for whenever she wants? Can she uh, take a hiatus for a couple of years? I mean, how... When is he going to man up? I mean, I hate using that phrase in a sense. Um, I wish I had a better way to put it. But I guess just be strong enough to assert himself in the relationship. So anyway, that's their personal thing. It's my view on their personal relationship that he willingly invited us all into. Um, what is the bigger issue here? One of the bigger issues I see is with marriage itself. I think that for a long time, marriage has been under attack. And the funny thing to me is that it's been under attack by people who still want to get married and are involved in marriage. It'd be one thing if, if there were people who didn't want to get involved in marriage, thought marriage was a waste of time and ridiculous, and they didn't get married. That, to me, would be, okay, fine. You hate marriage. You think it's, it's a terrible institution. Fine. Don't get married. But unfortunately, we've had what I think is worse than that is people entering into the institution of marriage or wanting to enter into the institution of marriage and then destroy it and then preach to other people that, well, this is the new way. So whether it's temporary marriages, that was something that I think that one was in the New York Times a while ago, whether it's polyamory, whether it's um, uh, gay marriage, Whatever it is, it seems like people are continuously trying to change the meaning of marriage. And marriage, from a Judeo-Christian point of view, and then I'll point on the Islamic point of view, but from a Judeo-Christian point of view, which is still a part of the American psychology, marriage is about a man and a woman coming together till death do them part, as at least as their intention, in a monogamous union. It's not an anything-goes institution. And the funny thing to me is that if you want an anything-goes relationship, don't get married. Why would you get married and why would you stay in a marriage with someone who violates what it means to be married? And why are there people in groups who want to change marriage instead of just doing their own thing. It is it is very fascinating to me that this is the case and it's been happening for a very long time. Um, and of course, you're, you're probably thinking, okay, well, in Islam, then there's polygamy, so that's a bit different from the Judeo-Christian point of view. But in reality, it's very similar because in Islam, a man can have up to four wives. There's no... There's no room for polyamory in Islam. Um, 
the reason why and men are encouraged monogamy is encouraged in Islam it's not like it's a pro polygamy um it's not like there's any sort of pro polygamy ideology polygamy is allowed but even in polygamy there are individual marriages happening and there is a sanctity in each marriage so it's not a free for all it's again it's something with rules and regulations and this is a part of the value of marriage it's not just two people hooking up it is before god before the state before your family and friends saying that i am making a commitment to this person and this person alone and things like this articles like this continuously try to chip away at the foundation of marriage and the thing to me is i don't really understand why you know because no one has to get married they can have their you know silly relationship <laughs> um outside of marriage but to get married and the, to allow someone to violate the sanctity of that just doesn't make any sense to me and i'm i worry about this man you know um he may want to sort of trip himself out that he's a feminist and that's why he's okay with his wife uh, sleeping with other men but i don't know it's just excuses you know and it's so funny because traditionally this is something that would be um on the other foot, you know, a lot of women have experienced infidelity. I'm not saying that more men cheat, which is sort of the traditional narrative if you think about a marriage where someone is cheating, you usually think of the man. And it reminds me of those women who tell themselves, "Well, he loves me and he, he I don't know, those other girls don't mean anything, whatever else it is." At the end of the day, you are violating your own self because you signed up for a monogamous <laughs> you signed up for a monogamous relationship and you're being monogamous to someone who has completely violated the institution, the trust and the promises that you made to each other. And then you're trying to pretend as if it has to do something with feminism? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Another thing about this man, I believe that he is a stay-at-home dad, it seems. Because he talks about um working at home, providing care for the kids. And this is something also maybe is an issue in their personal relationship but also in a larger sense it's very interesting what's happening in our society we're living in a time of change and who knows how it's going to end up but in our times it seems as if more men are being emasculated and more women are being made to be like men whatever i don't think there's a word for that and it's just a very strange thing because for a very long time people have been pushing the narrative that men and women are interchangeable obviously to the point where if someone simply says if they they feel like and identify with a certain gender then they are that gender and so we've pushed and stretched and bended and pulled apart gender from biology and then we've done a sort of mix and match and everybody can be whatever 
And I think it's very dangerous. And I think that we really have to think about what we're doing in society. We like to say that it's just society that created these rules and they have nothing to do with biology, it has nothing to do with nature. But I would say, and I'm not going to pretend as if I think that all gender roles and all gender-specific roles that we've invented as a society are because of our biology, but I do think that a lot of it is based on biology. There are so many societies you can go to where you will find women as the primary caretaker of the children at home. And that even if she does work, her work is something that keeps her close to the village, close to the home. And you will find men that they are the primary breadwinner. So that when his work is usually farther from the home and he's the one going out, whether he's hunting or he's going off to work or men taking on dangerous jobs and going out into the workplace, whatever it is, that you will find that dynamic very, very often. And I don't think we invented those roles to oppress women or to oppress men. I think that those roles make sense because of our biology, because of the way we're set up. Some things are arbitrary. The the idea that women or girls like pink and boys like blue It's obviously arbitrary, but things like men going out to work and women staying at home, I don't think are arbitrary. And I feel that it again brings me to this idea that maybe she is looking for someone more manly and to bring it up to a more broader sense. I think that a lot of women, though we have been fed this ideology of men and women are equal and basically the same and all of this, I think a lot of us are still looking for manly men. I mean, how often do women say, where are all the good men? And what are they talking about? I don't think a lot of us are talking about effeminate men who want to stay home and take care of the kids. I think a lot of us are talking about strong men. Women are always talking about chivalry is dead. A A part of chivalry is a man exerting his power and treating the woman the woman in a way that honors her but it exerts his power pushing out the pulling out the chair opening the door these are things that obviously don't take a lot of strength but they are symbolic of strength and it's an honoring of the woman in this way and i think that a lot of women still want that but we're not going to get it if we if we keep pushing men into being equal and in saying that we're all equal and interchangeable. It's very hard for us to be interchangeable, for the man to take on this softer role and then to still be a manly man when you need or want him to, or for a woman to take on the softer role and then to still go out there and work and be in a world of competition. I think we really have to think about why we are the way we are. I think we all need to think for ourselves. And this is why I would never subscribe to an ideology like feminism. I don't subscribe to any political party. Besides being Muslim and being black, I really don't like to subscribe to any kind of ideology, any kind of philosophy, because we all need to think for ourselves and question everything we've been fed by society. 
also looking at research and looking at science and making informed opinions and not just going with the culture and wherever the culture moves, I'll move to, but making really sincere decisions. And so I know I've touched on a lot of points and just a last point I want to make that is very loosely related. But that is that um, I think we really ought to be careful in what we're doing in this experiment that we're playing and to look at what we actually want in our lives and to think and think again and think again about what we want and what kind of ideas we are accepting. Just because you are told to be a certain way, just because you are told that this is how you're supposed to be, actually look at your own individual lives. And this is why this is what I talked about in one of the previous podcasts about transgender and homosexuals. The idea that just because people are accepting of something doesn't mean there's not an underlying illness. So he can be accepting of his wife sleeping around with other women all he wants, but he will never know the reality, the truth, the hurt, the pain, whatever is underlying this if he just goes along accepting. He's selling himself short. He's selling her short. He's selling his marriage short. If he doesn't question why in the world his wife would want to leave their marriage and go out and have sex with other people. We can't just continuously say, okay, this is this seems new and hip, let me just accept it, without asking why in the world is this going on? This is not what I signed up for. This is not normal. And I really need to explore this before signing up. They're, they may not be religious at all, so maybe even after all of that, they will still accept this arrangement. But he really needs to look inside himself because obviously this is hurting him. He, he says, he talks about... Um, Silencing the doubt in his head and the feeling of worthlessness. But why are you silencing it? Why are you ignoring it? Why don't you explore it and ask yourself, what in the world am I doing in this marriage? And we all have to ask ourselves, what in the world are we accepting with all of these new ideologies? And think twice, think again, and, and that's where I'll end. You can read the article link below. It's been shared thousands and thousands of times, and... I haven't read any of the comments yet, so I'm going to do that now. I'd like to see what people have to say about this. And thank you for listening. Take care.